0: What is one technique someone can do today to tap more into their abundance or their gratitude?
1: Every single day at the end of your day, write your thoughts and reflections and the emotions that have come forth for the day. Because the more you can put that down on paper, the more you are able to nurture your subconscious um, programming or your subconscious perception into the 3D reality, which serves as a mirror that reflects back to you. And this is where you begin to see the synchronicities at play, or how did you
0: begin to facilitate the events in your day? Hello and welcome to The Microdose. Joining me today for an energizing episode is the one, the only, the legendary Ray Pan. Ray is a master of many things. Entrepreneurship is a big part of his story, but one of the things he's particularly good at is abundance mindset and flow state. And I wanted to get him on this episode to dive into some of his tools and his frameworks and his best thinking around money, around abundance, and around flow. Ray, welcome to The Microdose. Such a pleasure, such a pleasure to be back. I'm always very, very
1: excited for the container that we create and the conversations that we have, which is such a reflection of the flow state that the both of us are amplifying together.
0: Mm, Beautifully put. Ray, what does abundance mean to you? So there is a lot of
1: stereotypical definitions or meanings attached to abundance per se, right? So for us to really explore abundance, we have to answer this question or explore this possibility. If we take a look at our 3D reality, a lot of us are playing a finite game in an infinite universe. That's what we are all trying to do. Right? because the 3D reality is governed by a set of rules and regulations attached to physics, science, everything that has to do with the intellect. Right? So a lot of us think that abundance is wealth, money, having a lot of money, having the ability to generate a lot of wealth, a lot of money, or having the ability to generate a lot of connections with people or amplify those connections. But if we come down to the fundamental understanding of the universe, the infinite principality of the universe, we have to to realize this. In order for us to play an infinite game, our thinking and our way of being has to become infinite as well, right? Mm. And that (laughs) is abundance. And abundance comes back down to two specific principles when we navigate, in terms of how we navigate the 3D reality. So it is this. In order to dive into that, we also have to understand this. The systems at play, as we know it, education, legal systems, healthcare systems, scientific systems, every single system that you see that's playing out in our existing reality, they are the systems at play. And these systems at play, they begin to create rules and regulations in terms of how reality should be and should not be. And when those rules and regulations come to be, what ends up happening is a lot of us begin to take on these borrowed beliefs, this conditioning, right? And with this taking on of these borrowed beliefs and conditioning, what ends up happening is this. We begin to exhibit life conditions based on the conditions reflected through the systems at play, and that is the human condition as we know it. That is the human condition. That is the human experience we are experiencing. A lot of spiritual thought leaders we are moving towards an age of unconditional love, but within unconditional love, we are still having the human experience of life conditions. And these life conditions are what prevent us from actually experiencing the unconditionality of love, joy, Mm. peace, and enlightenment at its core. Because love as a fundamental being, it's unconditional. The only reason why we have conditional love on this planet is because of the life conditions at play that have been created by the systems at play, which is reflective of the principle that we are byproducts of our environment, right? So understanding that, we have to really transcend that in order to truly embody the abundance mindset. At the same time, acknowledging that we are also living in the 3D reality. It is the integration of the spiritual aspect of our being and the understanding of the systems at play and the existing inflection point in evolution of humanity right now that will allow us to come back to oneness and integrate these two polarities to really arrive at a true state of abundance, which is actually true perception of reality, right? So, what do I mean by that, all right? So, coming back to um, the fundamental basis of abundance. Two principles. Unconditional love, human condition, right? These are the two principles we need to understand in order to truly embody abundance. Unconditional love, allows us to create from a place of abundance. Because love is abundant in and of itself. Love is abundant. Abundant is love. Right? So we begin to realize that in order for us to truly experience unconditional love at its core, we have to begin to embody the principle of being open. Right? Open. Because love is open. Love is all-encompassing. Love is never closed. There are no rules and regulations attached to love. So when we begin to be open to the possibilities of life, we begin to integrate abundance from one end of the spectrum. This quote from Rumi, very, very powerful. Intellect is merely opinion, but bewilderment is vision. Bewilderment, wonderment, curiosity, the curiosity to explore, it's all a part of the vision that we are facilitating. And this allows us to integrate that end of the spectrum to be open, to be open to all possibilities, to be open to the infinite nature of potential, right? So this is where we begin to break free from the finite thinking or the finite way of being we have chosen to borrow for so long because of the life conditions dictated by the systems at play. So there's one end of the spectrum, all right? Moving back, the other end of the spectrum, in order for us to actually navigate the 3D reality with abundance, but at the same time staying in truth and congruence without letting the illusion self, the ego, get in the way, it's discernment. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Love with discernment. Love with the human experience. And I believe it is true discernment, moment by moment, choice by choice, that allows us to step into our highest timeline our highest potential. Every single decision and action we choose otherwise that is not coming from a place of truth, it is coming from a place of shame, guilt, fear, and anger. And all of these emotions, decisions that come from that, decisions that are controlled by that, we begin to create a reality that is still a prison of expectation that is deviating us away from our highest potential and our highest timeline. And discernment is our, is our ability to speak unconditional truth, moment by moment, choice by choice, to choose love, to choose joy as best as we possibly can. So when we begin to embody discernment and we begin to create true boundaries, not boundaries from trauma, not boundaries from past experience, but experiences, but true boundaries, then we begin to integrate that end of the spectrum. And we begin to navigate the 3D reality with discernment, with truth, With the embodiment of unconditional love, and that is where you find true abundance. Hmm. That's my
0: perception. Wow, wow. How do we tap into that feeling of love with discernment on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis? So the practice is in the moment-by-moment, choice-by-choice
1: inflection points of your daily life. So for example, let's say you are making a pivotal decision in your business. Right. The question you have to ask yourself is this, the decision that I'm making, let's say decision A, decision B, each of these decisions will alter the timeline of how your business evolves. Which means you have to question, where does this decision come from? And you have to f- identify the fundamental emotion, the fundamental vibrational frequency that has resulted and created that decision. And it starts with this where is this decision coming from? Oh, interesting. It's coming from a place of fear. Cool. Why is it coming from a place of fear? Oh, because I feel uncertainty. I feel change. Maybe I feel being rejected, blah, blah, blah. Right. You begin to identify that. And when you begin to acknowledge that, Hey, it's coming from a place of fear, then we can begin to move through it and reframe it to what is love telling us instead. If there are no conditions to this infinite universe, what is love telling us instead? And the first thought that comes into your mind, you get to honor it. You get to honor that. The first thought, because a lot of us, when the first thought drops in, it is a thought that it's given to us in the inflection point in order to move us to our highest timeline. But if we're not aware of it, either we're not aware of it, or we pretend not to know what we already know, then we neglect or we ignore the specific thought form and what ends up happening is it disappears, right? So the thought that comes forth, write it down, put it somewhere and begin to explore that. It is through the exploration of self in your decision-making process that you begin to get better and better at minimizing the time required to come back to self, to come back to truth, minimizing the time required to actually make the decision itself which comes back to a really powerful quote from Robin Sharma. Legendary performers practice being spectacular for so long that they no longer remember how to behave in non-spectacular ways. Moment by moment, choice by choice, questioning our decision, questioning ourselves, getting very, very clear to the ultimate truth of how we are making our decisions and where we are making them from. It takes practice. You're not going to be 100% perfect on the first try, but every single decision you make results in an event, that will bring forth lessons for you, that allow you to integrate into a higher self, into a higher way of doing and a higher way of being, and you begin to acknowledge that timeline and that path in your evolutionary nature.
0: Was there a moment in your life where you felt fear around something and you tuned into that question, what is love telling me to do in this moment?
1: Yeah, so a lot of those decision-making process that I needed to tune into that was through the conflicts that I was experiencing in my previous intimate relationship, right? Every single time there is a conflict because the mirror that is the divine feminine begins to reflect aspects of my being that calls me forward. I can either resist it, fight it because my illusion self is trying to keep me, quote unquote, safe, or I can lean in, explore it and begin to transcend my way of being and my way of doing. Right? So every single time you experience a conflict, like for, for example, for myself, when I experience a conflict in my intimate relationship, there are two scenarios that happen. Right? Number one, my ego gets affected and it begins to create narratives or thought forms that are not necessarily real. Right? It begins to conjure a narrative in order to protect myself from taking radical responsibility of how did I create this. Right. And if I begin to listen to that ego, I begin to project my bullshit onto my partner, right? And I begin to blame her for the reality that is instead of seeing how did I create this? Because the truth of the matter is this. When, the, when both partners are in a specific partnership, the situation is being co-created by each individual and the more radical responsibility each individual can take before projecting that onto another person, the communication... And the exploration of that conflict becomes even more expensive. But if we're not willing to start with the question, how did I create this first, and we blame the other party first, it's coming from a place of shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Love brings us back to self. Love brings us back to source. Just by asking yourself that question, how would love respond? The first question usually is, how did I create this? And that is how you reverse engineer how you manifest and create your external reality and when you do that, when you begin to take radical responsibility for yourself, you begin to honor you as a creator being in this universe and that is so powerful, you begin to vibrate at the frequency of unconditional love because you're starting from self, from source, right, so that, um, yeah, conflicts in an intimate relationship, perfect practice for you to come back to love, come back to love, come back to love, right, because they are very strong mirrors,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about looking at how did I create this? I think I learned more about manifesting and manifestation just from looking at my own life and how I created, whether it was success or failure, tragedy or triumph, how did it come about? And just by studying that, everything that led up to a certain decision, everything that led up to a certain bad luck or good luck I learned so much just by studying the symbols and the symbology of my own life. Yeah, exactly, radical
1: responsibility. I want to share with um, you this quote about the state of the world and why radical responsibility is actually very difficult, right? It is this, this understanding, this concept. Instead of accepting responsibility for our lives, we continually commission institutions and official bodies to find the answers. An easy way out, but presenting no answers. Responsibility is in essence the ability to respond to our true needs and not to wait until someone else responds. For the result of that mental stand, we are facing only too clearly today, right? Because of that, that's what's happening in the world right now. Now, what we think we need and what we truly need are two very different things. The infant thinks its needs are candies or milk. Its mother knows its needs are nourishment and love. Mm. Right? So there Mm. is that. So it's all about how the state of the world, we are trying to push responsibility away instead of accepting that within ourselves because it is very difficult at the start because it really pushes all of our insecurities to the surface. Our shame, our guilt, our fear, our anger, our not being good enough. Right? Right? But it is through the leaning in and the acknowledgement of that can you then move through it to release it because it doesn't need to be in your energetic field for your highest potential.
0: Wow! And when it comes to money and love, money yeah. and energy, abundance and energy, how how has your relationship been like with money, and how do you recommend for someone in scarcity, in brokenness? to approach money, to start changing their relationship with it?
1: Yeah, I'll present two specific viewpoints. Number one, highly practical. Number two, on a very energetic basis, because the universe is all energy, right? But utilizing both brings both into connection. So this is it, right? So on a grand basis, right? Money, right? How do you attract money? How do you facilitate money? And what was the relationship of, uh, what was the relationship I had with money? My initial relationship I had with money was to acquire it in order for me to fulfill, to meet my need of being needed by others. That was my relationship with money. How I built my digital marketing agency was I acquired money in order to be the savior, in order to be needed by my team members, in order to be needed by my clients, because if I feel needed by others, I belong in this world. Mm -hmm. So that was my relationship with money, which fundamentally, isn't a real relationship with money, which is actually a reflection of my relationship with self. Wow. Right? So if we understand the concept of unity consciousness and how everything operates in oneness, how everything affects everything, and how you do one thing is how you do everything, then your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with others, and your relationship with self will externally reflect in your relationship with money. So the, le- the more disconnected you are with self, the more disconnected you will be with money. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can see in the world nowadays, the most disconnected individuals are the ones who spend the most money, are the ones that flaunt the most money, because money serves as a tool for them to feel good enough on an external basis because they're not able to feel it within. And that was where I was at. It was only when I begin to meet that need within myself, begin to resolve the need within myself and begin to embody instead of going and using money to reflect an identity to allow people to see that, hey, look at me, I am God. I needed to move through that in order to embody unconditional love, to come back to self, to finally transmute and transform I am God to God I am. Hmm. And that was huge in my transformation. That was huge in my journey. For those listening, could you explain the difference between the two? Yeah, So I am God is literally like, I am the conqueror, I am the king, I am the creator, I am this, I am that, and you literally facilitate that for the purpose of feeling powerful. So you do something externally in order to feel powerful. Mm -hmm. God I am is knowing that you are already powerful, so you do not have to do those things in order to acquire power. You can simply give because you are already all powerful instead of taking wow that's the difference that's the difference one is i am not good enough so i need other things to fill my cup the other is i am good enough i'm filling the cup within it's different it's a very different energetic space right so when you begin to shift the relationship with money that is when you begin to shift the relationship with self And when you shift your relationship with self, your external reality begins to reflect that. You begin to attract the most ecological connections. You begin to have the most ecological conversations. You begin to start acquiring abundance in a way that is most ecological to your state of being that allows you to serve on a very fulfilling level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I first started my business, it took a while for me to achieve the 10K days and so on and so forth. Right, and I was so jaded, like it, I was so disconnected with the money because there was always a higher number. Right now, with this new business that I'm launching, coming back to self, experiencing that 10k day, there is a lot more appreciation, gratefulness, and honoring of the work I am doing relative to the money itself. It is a very different energy, and it is in the discovery of that that allows you to really transcend your relationship with money through the exploration of your relationship to self.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a big link between your relationship with yourself and your relationship with money. What is that link? Is it self-worth? Is it self-love? Is it knowing who you are on a deeper level? Correct. This
1: like people talk about how money is energy, right? And what I... Truly believe is this your being is your sustenance. Your being is your sustenance. So, if your being is coming from a state of shame, guilt, fear, and anger, how you sustain your lifestyle will come from that place, and how you make your money will come from that place, and how you spend your money will come from that place. Yes. Right. It becomes a never ending game to feel the void of not being good enough, to feel the void of shame guilt, fear, and anger
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in
1: order to feel successful, in order to be seen, right? We need to shift that because it's so important for us to shift that because when you begin to shift that, you begin to embody, right, abundance on a level that is coming from a different state of being, right? Your being is your sustenance. You begin to embody unconditional love, which is all giving, all encompassing, right? You begin to translate the energetic field outwards The money you begin to make is going to serve you and the greater good of all. Mm -hmm. It's a very different state of being. It's a very different state of energy. So that's where the link is, right? Your being is your sustenance. So if your relationship to self is full of shame, guilt, fear, and anger, how you make your money and how you sustain yourself will come from that. If your being is a one in love, how you make your money and how you sustain yourself will come from that. That is the link.
0: Describe to me how you feel on a day-to-day basis, like the emotions and the feelings you feel around money and abundance, so that maybe someone listening can tap into that energy as well and and borrow some of those concepts or those thinking into their own life. So very, very
1: important for each and every single one of you while listening to begin to embody abundance, to begin to embody a really elevating experience and relationship with money you have to really tap into the emotions that are coming forth for you with every single decision that you make right jadedness comes from us repressing emotions so jadedness in terms of how you make your money it comes from you repressing a part of yourself that's actually true to you which ends up being how you make money it's something that you actually begin to just spend because it's not something that it's true to you anyway right? So for those of you who are listening, how do you begin to embody that level of understanding with money is you have to understand this. We are all creator beings. How we choose to facilitate our reality, it's a reflection of how we choose to facilitate ourselves. The more you begin to take responsibility for the actions at play, for how you choose those, des- how you make those decisions, moment by moment, choice by choice, you will begin to explore parts of yourself that you have rejected, that you have resisted, and that you have repressed. And it's only in the exploration of all of that that you begin to peel back the layers to your ultimate truth, which is a natural state of unconditional love for self. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to do that, the external reality will reflect that back to you. And how you facilitate your reality will be one in truth, one incongruence, and you don't have to go through the lessons that a lot of people are going through right now, where they make a ton of money, but they lose it all because they can't sustain their energy because their energy is coming from a place of shame, guilt, fear, and anger, right? So the more you begin to explore the relationship with self and you start taking the action, right, then the money will come, which brings me back to number two. Remember when I talked about a practical solution, right? A very powerful skill for you to practice into to essentially embody abundance. Fucking sales. Fucking sales. Sales? Sales. <laughs> exactly. Okay. How you sell is a reflection of who you are.
0: Uh huh.
1: How you sell is a reflection of who you are. How you facilitate. Sales is a reflection of how you facilitate relationships. So if you're looking for a skill to practice into, to begin to lean into the lessons at play, to begin to lean into abundance, learn how to sell. Because when you begin to learn that, things will come up for you, whether it's I'm not good enough, whether it's I'm feeling sleazy, whether it's a borrowed belief from the system, anything will come up for you. And those things are the inflection points that you get to explore. To transcend that, to truly embody abundance and sell from congruence.
0: Wow. That is a skill. So, if someone says, Well, I'm not a, I don't sell anything, I don't have any products, how can they practice selling or becoming better at selling themselves in their life?
1: Radical responsibility, because the first point of sales is selling you, your true
0: self to you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> First point is selling you to you. Explain exactly. that. Exactly. All right. Selling you to you, your true self to you. A
1: lot of us live a life of repression, resistance, and rejection because we're rejecting elements of ourselves that are actually expensive and in truth. And we choose to make excuses to not embody that. So, in a way, we're actually creating objections to what is the value proposition that we actually hold. Similar to sales, right? So when you begin to export a not good enough piece, you begin to create objections for yourself. Right? It's the same with sales. So the first point of thing, for those of you who do not have a product or do not have anything like, everything is sales. How you convince or how you facilitate yourself is how you facilitate sales. It's the same thing. Sales is all about facilitating the energy at play to facilitate the relationships at play to create more ecological connections for more amplified results. So it starts with you. If you are not confident about yourself, you have to facilitate and sell yourself to you. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. like for those of you who are still hanging on to a potentially negative energetic frequency to the word sales, transmute that, transform that, and begin to see that sales is a transformational process, getting you from point A to point B. Same with the inner work, facilitation from point A to point B, same thing, Right? Feel free to change the word however you want, but it's the same thing.
0: I know so many people in the spiritual community, especially, who they don't like the word sales. They don't like the concept of selling. They would rather, let's say, attract or someone is manifested into their life, but they don't want to sell themselves or their service. What can you say to these people who might be listening?
1: True spirituality comes with the acceptance of all things (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love
0: that (laughs) very good yeah right (laughs) so you're saying they're actually not spiritual enough if they're not selling (laughs) because they haven't gone into that aspect of reality
1: (laughs) i'm not saying that you're not Spiritual enough, I'm simply saying that we are continually being spiritual to the best of our capacity and our awareness. So, (laughs) I'm saying that potentially, the awareness that you have of the things that you're resisting to is potentially what you need to begin to lean into. Mm. That Mm. is it. That is spirituality, because spirituality is about transcending the human condition. Resistance, rejection, and repression, they are all human conditions. Mm. Uh (laughs) That's it, right? It is true discernment in truth that allows us to be true to the human condition and acknowledge the human condition. Yeah. Right? So for those spiritual thought leaders out there, whatever you're resisting, it's potentially the one thing that you have to lean into to truly um, embody the spirituality at play. (laughs) That's it.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That's powerful. (laughs) What is your thinking around Masculine energy and feminine energy, and how that relates to flow state and abundance.
1: Yeah, so masculine and feminine energies are represent the polarities of the energetic field at play, right? As a lot of you can begin to see, like the world is made up of male and female. And yes, I do understand that sexuality is fluid, and that we can be bi, um, we can be um, gay, we can be different, uh, we have, can have different sexuality but the external manifestation of the energetics at play is masculine and feminine. So we get to experience that at play, right? Of course, there are different facets and different expressions of the masculine and feminine, but it's still the core fundamental energetics that we see in the 3D reality at play. So we can leverage this because each and every single one of us have got both within us, right? We are not separate from others. We're not separate from from an energetic source. It's all within us. And we can tap into that and we can integrate our masculine and feminine Right, we begin to really embrace the energy the energetic fields at play for us to create our reality. So for example, the masculine energy naturally is the one that creates the frame, it's the one that creates the business plan, the one that creates the strategy, the one that creates structure, right? In order for us to allow our feminine energy to flow within. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is how we operate on an energetic level. Right? Because this is it. So we talk about biology. Um, sociology and spirituality, which are the three biospheres in my perception that govern the interconnectedness of all living things on earth. Biology, sociology, and spirituality, which is body, mind, and spirit. Right? So we begin to see that at play. So, on a fundamental level, on a biological level, men or the masculine, what they seek is to release. Right? To release. To let go. To release. That is. Usually the fundamental biological aspect of the masculine energy, which translates into the spiritual um, energetics at play. Right? On the flip side, for the female, right, for the feminine, what they begin to seek is actually fullness to receive. Fullness to receive, the masculine release to give, the feminine fullness to receive. Right? And when we begin to realize that, we begin to see how it translates into business as well the masculine creates the structure and the frame to let go and release all redundancies and inefficiencies of the system in order for us to have a clear path, a clear vision, and a clear um, step of focus. The feminine is the one that goes within to fill up, right? To fill up the frame, to be flowing in in, in, in the frame and through the flow, that is how we feel fulfillment, fulfillment, right? So when we begin to realize that, we begin to leverage that, we begin to recognize that we do require the structure and we do require the flow. And the structure has to be strong enough to meet the strength and the power and the flexibility of the flow. So we have to begin to identify how can we create that within our business as well because when you do that, you will experience strong strategic structure with powerful fulfilling flow. (laughs) And that is a business.
0: Yeah, I love what you say about the structure and the flow that in order to have this state of flow, you need some bit of structure guiding you, like the framework between between the flow state.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What is your relationship like with gratitude and how does that relate to abundance? Gratitude, in my
1: perception, It's simply the honoring of the events that have transpired and the honoring of the present, right? That's gratitude. The appreciation of the honoring of the being of, right? So with that being said, gratitude comes from the embodiment in my perception, at least and the embodiment of passionate presence. When you are passionately present to the existing moment, You begin to see the synchronicities at play that led to that moment and you begin to feel grateful in order to honor the life events that have transpired and to have a deeper appreciation of who you are and where you're at and the life events that have led to you now. And that's my relationship with gratitude. Every single day, I'm so grateful to have two arms, two legs, eyes that can see to be able to create and embrace my creator being. Every every morning when I wake up, I'm so grateful to be able to get out of bed, to wake up this 3D reality, to facilitate this, to have conversations with my clients, to have conversations with my friends, to actually explore this cosmic playground that we are in right now, to really play in this cosmic playground, to embrace everything that's coming for me right now. And that's gratitude.
0: Hmm. I love that. What is one technique someone can do today to tap more into their abundance or their gratitude.
1: Yeah, a very powerful technique is actually, um, you get to start journaling. That's very, very powerful. Every single day at the end of the, at the end of your day, write your thoughts and reflections and the emotions that have come forth for the day. Because the more you can put that down on paper, the more you are able to nurture your subconscious programming or your subconscious perception into the 3D reality, which reflects, which serves as a mirror that reflects back to you. And this is where you begin to see the synchronicities at play or how did you begin to facilitate the events in your day. So for those of you who are new to this game, who are beginning to step into this infinite game, right, really begin to write your thoughts and reflections onto a, on, into a journal and review that every single week to see how you've evolved. Because
0: trust me, no matter how minuscule, right, you have evolved. Yes. And also I I like to keep a gratitude list, you know, five to ten things every day. And it's amazing the it's like you're re-experiencing that positive emotion every day and you yeah, you realize how many things actually went right, how many things actually went well. And it's I think it's super important to to acknowledge that. Exactly. Exactly. It's through the acknowledgement
1: that we get to really experience reality to move through whatever that does not serve us, to
0: release it. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, you know, I'm sure people think, okay, money, some people have ideas around money being evil because they see people who they think are not in integrity possessing vast amounts of wealth. How does that square up energetically and spiritually? Yeah,
1: we have to understand the stereotypical belief that we have towards wealth. Someone who is not in integrity with an immense amount of material wealth is simply a reflection of how deep and how big his void is within. Right? And know that in his perception, right, in his reality, he is experiencing a level of dissonance with self that is leading to a continual chase of the material of external validation and external wealth. So know that despite this person achieving great quantities of wealth behind closed doors is someone who is potentially depressed, someone who is potentially um, easily frustrated, someone who is easily irritated because his external reality is controlling his spirit at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there is no need for us to take on those borrowed beliefs, right, in the way we choose to facilitate our reality. There is no need for that, right? Material wealth doesn't equate to evil because evil is still a it's still us operating in duality like good evil right wrong blah blah blah. Um, it's for us to take a look at that situation and be like, hmm, how they acquire their wealth comes from a place of a lack of integrity. Me as a creator being, how can I change the game in order for people to realize that acquiring wealth from a state of truth it's actually a lot more expensive than acquiring wealth from a state of potentially um, negative energetic frequencies. How you do one
0: thing is how you do everything.
1: Exactly. Right. And people with a lot of wealth, but coming from a place of needing that wealth to feel good enough, you can see into their eyes, you can see that the spirit is more or less jaded and controlled by the
0: external need. What about the opposite? You have very loving, giving people super generous, and yet they lack resources, they are broke, They they don't have enough for themselves or their family. How does that square up? So
1: the external perception or the external reality sometimes can be a facade of what's going on within. So my perception is this. For those of you who have got a good heart, extremely giving, and yet find yourself in a state of Having not enough material wealth is simply a reflection that the potentially giving, it's over giving, it's not honoring the human condition, it's not honoring the life conditions at play, and you are trying to over give for a purpose that is potentially a lesson that you need to transcend. Hmm. Right? So for example, a lot of people over give in order to feel more loved. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, or people overgive because they want um something an underlying energetic need in return in exchange without them even realizing it because on the external front it seems as though they are amazing wondrous compassionate individuals and yes they are but yet there is a void within them that is stopping them from actually achieving and facilitating their three D reality from a place of integrated giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Unintegrated giving is what leads to amazing individuals, compassionate individuals, not having enough material resources. Integrated giving is leveraging that and knowing how to give, when to give, who to give discernment. Mm -hmm. And it is through the discernment that allows us to facilitate the 3D reality in order for us to give in the most ecological light, for us to essentially transcend the human condition of overgiving because the life conditions at play are very, very real.
0: I love the word discernment. You, you use it a lot and use it very yeah. intentionally. Can you define for the listener what you mean by discernment and how they can apply it in their day-to-day life?
1: Yeah. Discernment, for me, is the ability to create boundaries and agreements with the understanding of the human conditions at play and doing it from a place of love, and doing it from a place of unconditional truth. Hmm, that's it. The more you can practice that, the more you can practice speaking your needs and wants, the more you can practice honoring your needs and wants, the more you can practice expressing them and setting boundaries in order for you to honor your needs and wants, in truth and in love for self, right? At its most purest light, then you will begin to be able to facilitate your 3D reality in congruence to self in its most expansive light.
0: Hmm. What do you think is the difference between different levels of wealth? You know, the, the person who makes 100K a year, person who makes a million, person who makes the, the millionaires versus the billionaires versus the average salary, let's say, in the U.S. How, how does that stack up energetically? Yeah,
1: so that, I, I envision two specific um, groups of people, right? We need to discuss these two groups of people. This first group of people, they have acquired huge material wealth, but they're not necessarily congruent in the way they acquire that wealth, mm, right? That's and that's these that's groups that's of people are usually, it's usually a reflection of how deep and how dark their void is that is translating that into the material world. <laughs> it is only through our discernment that will allow us to see this group of people from the other group of people. And the other group of people are one that is one with their vision and their mission and their quest and their willingness to serve and their ability to give and receive, right? In truth, in unconditional love, right? That has created their wealth for them as well. So there are these two groups of people and it's only in the honoring of our discernment that we're able to tell one from the other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So this is the, the two groups of people that play on the higher tiers for people who are starting their business. A lot of us, for example, who are making their trade, applying their trade in a corporate or in a company, there is in the, in, in this, in the systematic world, there is nothing wrong about that. The only thing that does, the only way it does not serve you is if there are elements in you doing your nine to five or in your full-time job that actually represses you, that actually create resistance in you, that actually creates a certain level of rejection to life in you. Then that is something you need to explore. But if your full-time job gives you so much fulfillment and expansiveness and you are not pretending not to know what you already know, and it's for your highest timeline, then it's perfect. You get to facilitate that reality. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are the first group of people who are in the full-time jobs or in the part-time jobs. Right? You have to explore yourself and whether this is a life that you truly want for you without resistance, rejection, and repression. That's number one. Number two, as you begin to start your freelancing business, it's a huge undertaking of breaking free from what we are so used to towards a new way of thinking and a new way of being. So this group of people who are growing from developing their business from zero to 10K per month, right? The two principles that you will be tested over and over is the ability to learn and the ability to be resilient
0: hmm. that's it
1: learn resilience learning resilience learning resilience is how you how you get to 10k per month because you're breaking free right and for those who are going from 10k per month to 100k per month the growing you will, be, you will be presented with challenges because that is the gap between your truest voice right and your borrowed beliefs your uncertainty, your fear, your shame, your guilt, your anger. Like this will present you with challenges that are going to test you. Are going to test your conviction, going to test your commitment, going to test your willingness to lean in and choose growth every single time. And it's also going to test your congruence and integrity with self. Hmm. That is the bracket, right? So you begin to see that... um, You have to see challenges as transformative opportunities, right? Similar to how cosmic events birth beautiful galaxies from chaos, challenges are transformative opportunities for you to explore, right? Mm -hmm. So there is that. And then when you get 100k per month and above, you begin to truly embrace cosmic abundance. You begin to activate your ability to recognize limitless opportunities. And that is the only way for you to scale. But at the same time, your integrity and your discernment is going to be tested as well. Well, Wow, yes. So that is how business is. It's a true reflection of the journey that you're going through within, right? But when you arrive at the state of fulfillment and your business is coming from a place of congruence and you're not letting things slide because you do not have to, because you're so um, convicted and, and so in your being of truth and love, then you experience a business that is truly fulfill- fulfilling and a business that truly creates social impact and fulfills a personal legacy
0: mm-hmm. in truth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to mention too, that so many people think money equals abundance, but abundance itself is much broader than just the number in your account. Exactly. So how do you, how do you define abundance for yourself today? And How would you encourage people who maybe are stuck in the money mindset to start thinking of abundance in a broader view?
1: Yeah. So once more material wealth, it's simply a external reflection of our internal world, right? So if we regard abundance equates money, what we begin to realize is for people who hold true to their belief, you will begin to see how they neglect their health their relationships, and every other facet of their life because they only equate abundance to wealth, right? It is only in the exploration of abundance in all areas, how you do one thing is how you do everything in your relationships, in your health, in every single dimension of your life, then you can truly begin to see how abundance plays out in your life. So for me, how do I choose abundance on a daily basis? Abundance to me is the ability to be open to all possibilities, to be able to play an infinite game, right, that we are experiencing in this infinite universe, and to embrace the opportunities at play from a state of discernment while being very, very clear, discernment, right, being very, very clear as to what my needs and wants are in my business, in my relationships, in everything, and express that
0: in truth. Hmm, so beautiful. Ray, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation is there something that we didn't cover around abundance or something that you want to share as last parting thoughts to the listener
1: um at the end of the day guys this world that we live in it's a beautiful beautiful cosmic playground where when we begin to embrace unconditional love and discerning leadership within ourselves we actually can begin to experience how the only perceived brew is everything goes. Everything gets to be. Everything gets to be created. Everything already exists, right? It's simply in our discovery of our true self, in the embodiment of unconditional love, which is the reflection of our true being, and in the integration of discerning leadership from a place of congruence and truth, then this universe will begin to unfold in ways you have never thought possible and you have never experienced before. So please, explore every single facet of your being, your shame, your guilt, your fear and anger. Acknowledge all of that. Move through all of them and release them because they are no longer serving you in your highest potential. And you will begin to see the changes in your life unfold. Mm,
0: Beautiful beautiful Ray where can people find you if they want to vibe with you around abundance
1: (laughs) so for those of you who are ready to connect who are um, want to have a conversation with me just simply follow me on Instagram that is at r-a-y ray underscore p-a-n-g-s-h right and you can find me on Instagram and I'll be very very keen to connect with each and every single one of you beautiful Ray thank you so much
0: it's awesome to have chatter with you appreciate you brother definitely a pleasure you've been listening to the microdose with ray and me thank you so much for tuning in you can find the podcast on youtube spotify apple or your favorite podcast platform thank you so much and we'll see you in the next episode hey so if you're still listening and you've made it this far i want to thank you personally you are one of the OGs, the true fans of the podcast. Not many people listen to the end, so if you've actually made it this far, I don't take that for granted. I appreciate you so much and I invite you to reach out to me personally. I'd love to hear what episodes you most enjoyed, what type of topics and what type of guests you'd love to see in the future. Feel free to message me on Instagram or you can email me if you sign up to my newsletter and just hit reply to the welcome email. I'll be sure to read it. Now, if you have a moment to rate the podcast on Apple or Spotify, that would help me out so much. I super appreciate that. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, please do me a favor and go to youtube.com slash at James Zander Tripp. I'm trying to get to 1000 subscribers, so every subscriber counts. One last thing. I have another podcast where I do solo episodes. Mostly about psychedelics, but I also share life lessons and all sorts of insights. So if you search for The Microdose, you can find my second podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, I just launched a mindset course called Unlock God Mode. So in the next audio, you'll hear more details about my course. If you're not interested, feel free to skip to the next episode. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. Feel free to share this episode with a friend that you think might enjoy it. And I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four-week experience where every day you'll get a 15-minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up-level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course, so that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks. You're going to learn to see life with new eyes. You will improve your relationship with life. And by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com godmode or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code SHROOMS for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect. This episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca. If you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms, mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful trip.